Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, Solving Your Parenting Dilemmas One Question at a Time. Today's question comes from Brooke, who says, how do I best handle, quote, bad, unquote, words with younger children? My husband wants to have my children never be exposed to cursing at all. I view them as words with functional meaning beyond their use for disrespect. I want to educate my kids on these words, but my husband fears our kids may use them socially and be punished. Our kids are four and six. Brooke, I like this question because I think it's something that people deal with differently. I think it's one of those things that you can kind of go your own way. I would suggest to your husband that never exposing your kids to cursing at all would mean them moving to some sort of moon colony, I think. I'm just joking with your husband. But of course, I mean, there's no way that your kids are going to never be exposed to cursing. So this kind of comes down to where and how you want your kids to kind of hear this language, integrate this language into their life, etc. For cursing, I go to my mom's advice, which is I keep the parameters very tight so that when my kids go outside the parameters, they feel extremely thrilled and I'm not at all concerned about their behavior, meaning that we have a no cursing policy in our house and I am the only one who breaks it. I occasionally curse. And now that we're doing Zoom calls, some family members occasionally curse. But my kids have become kind of cursing squares. They're 12, 10, and 8. And um, they'll come running in yelling language whenever anyone uses even a vaguely naughty word. So my take is that I decided it's easier to just have a zero tolerance, no cursing in the house policy. And then now that I have a tween, like he now does this funny thing where he's like, mom, I'm really mm, off. Like he kind of fills in like he curses, but he leaves a blank space instead of saying the word, which again for him is going a little outside the lines of being naughty. And for me, is like totally, totally fine. Now he doesn't know that. He thinks I'm like (gasps) outraged, but I'm not. So I think that this is also something that I know people who curse in front of their kids, curse words are part of their lives. And then they explain to them like, hey, in X, Y, and Z context, these words are not appropriate. And I think a lot of kids roll like that fine. Uh, There's kids at the preschools dropping F-bombs and the teachers just deal with it as it comes up. So I actually don't think this is something that you need to like rub your hands about at night and worry too much about. But you don't want a kid cursing in inappropriate spaces. 
So for me, I made the decision of like no cursing at all. And then I don't have to have the conversation about spaces and places. But I also think it's pretty valid to say, hey, you know, these are words we sometimes use when we're frustrated. These are words we sometimes use to express ourselves. But we don't say them at grandma's house, in church, at school, ever. And so for me, the path of least resistance is none at all. But if you want to find a little, you know, zhuzh in that and then tell your kids where and when they're allowed to use them, it's fine. One thing is your kids will bring these words home. And so if you are upset by the idea of your kids cursing, which it sounds like you're not, but maybe someone who's listening is, then you've got to start to watch your reaction to it. So I would avoid when you hear curses in your house really overreacting, right? This can be a huge jack in the box moment. A kid drops something, F-bomb comes out, and then you're like, we don't use that language, blah, 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 blah. And your kid has learned the lesson. I can make my mom very reactive and crazy by using this language. And I think that's something to be avoided. On the flip side, I think it is to be avoided. Isn't it funny when the three-year-old uses really inappropriate bad language in front of that three-year-old. I mean, I will occasionally share text with my sister about funny and inappropriate things our kids said, but I don't let them in on the fact that I think it's funny. And I think that's an important line to draw that like, if you're kind of too in on the joke of like, it's hilarious that you're using that language because you're three, four years old, you're going to really have to unravel that when they are going to school and cursing. And so I would stay away from that line really carefully. If you want to text your sister and be like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what the five-year-old said today. It really made me laugh. Great. But when your five-year-old does it, blank face it to them as much as you can. And I think this is actually one of those things that can be fairly easily controlled using a number of different methods. But I will say that language It can be an indicator as well of like a kid who does not feel in control and his and who is engaging in what we like to call boundary seeking behavior. So one thing that I would never allow in my house is foul language directed at me. And for me, that starts early with foul language, not at all. So I don't have to even get to that point. But I think if you're seeing a lot of cursing in your house from a kid you are having trouble controlling or a kid who is cursing at you, that is a kid who is looking for boundaries, who is feeling out of control and kind of wants to be shut down. Can be hard to do, can be a complicated effort, but I would advise if you're seeing the cursing get out of control, that that might be a sign that that's a kid who's out of control. And if you're having trouble controlling it, either tamp down on it and if you're controlling it, fine. But if you're finding yourself having a lot of trouble controlling it, then that might be a time to seek someone else to help you with a little bit of counseling or guidance on how to help this kid find the boundaries that they're searching for. Brooke, I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can send them to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com or ask them on our Facebook page or group. And you might hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.